Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of our shit, bitch. A weekly podcast that sets a tone for women striving to be their most authentic selves while sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. What it do, boo? Oh, with yeah. <laughs> As I hey do a little guys. mini twerk in my chair. <laughs> right. Hey, guys. Um, So, I hope you guys are enjoying your May. You know, that's I a know. thing. Isn't that crazy that it's May already? Girl, April got the fuck, okay? Okay, it was like, we, we out. <laughs> See you. April Bye. was like, I'm not even with this shit, so mm-hmm. I'll talk to y'all later. Um, But yeah, how you doing, sis? I'm doing good. Um, mm-hmm. I finally feel like back into like somewhat of a routine with my job. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. We hired someone new, so this week's been a lot of like training, and it's only Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like I literally talk all day. And I'm used to like sitting in my office and it's quiet, just me, you know. So, right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. But um, can't complain. I'm really good. I got me a little, um, little specialty something in my little cup over here to oh, celebrate the day that we're recording. Drink. Yeah, we're girl. recording on Cinco, guys. Cinco de Cinco. Mayo. So I'm celebrating Cinco de Mayo, and um, yeah, I can't complain. I'm doing good though. I can't wait to go to the liquor store when we get done recording. Girl, baby, this margarita is gonna be everything hitting girl oh, I'm how are you get there i am great actually um you know we had a few technical difficulties i was about to have a slight panic attack but it's okay we're here girl. we're here now we figured it out um we can never just be on time you know it's always we can something. never just get it together always got to be something we were really ready um but yeah life is great my job is phenomenal i'm really thoroughly enjoying it and um I'm just like, you know, some of the things that you take for granted, like mm-hmm. I realized today, um, laughing at work, being feeling comfortable to laugh at work. Yeah. You know, that is a big deal to me because I laugh. I mean, I might not be like laughing all day, but if something is funny, you should feel I'm a chuckle. You know, yeah. comfortable laughing. Right. But you guys don't really know much about my last job and that's neither here nor there, but just to say something that simple should give you a little bit of insight on the type of environment that I was in. So I had to get the fuck, sis. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because for real, when it's time for Toxic. you to move, God will move you. God will move you. He will pick you up and put you where you belong. Okay. Because I definitely wasn't intending on being back in Georgia this quick or anything like that. But God was like, girl, let me show you the way because you've been playing. You've been playing a little too much. Mm-hmm. So I let you have your cute little experience that you thought was finna the fuck happen. But baby, bring your back. Bring your ass back on home. <laughs> Come That's on real, now, though. baby. Come on. Bring That's your real. ass back. Because mm-hmm. I got some shit for you. And the shit that you have for me is like a thousand times better than I could have ever imagined. Ever. Yeah. So I'm really excited. That's refreshing to hear. Really and truly. Because obviously I know everything. But girl. it's still like. It's so good to hear that you're in a better space and a better place and we're like ready to conquer the world, you know? I just love it when my friends are succeeding and doing the damn thing. I'm just so proud. (laughs) (laughs) You got something for Motivation Monday? You gonna bless our spirits? Yes, I do actually. I'm not even going to tell y'all who this is from. Y'all already know. I don't get too creative with right. this. You owe it to yourself to become everything you've ever dreamed of being. 
And that's, that's that on that. Drops mic, exit stage left. Mm-hmm. You really do. You owe it to yourself and the only person in the way of you and your dreams and the things that you feel that you want to or that you should accomplish is mm-hmm. you. You're the only person standing in the way of that. Exactly. So Write down the, the steps of where you want to go and get there. Right. You know, and sometimes you might write down steps and God might pick you up and place you somewhere else. But you know what? That's where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. Don't be combative towards it. I've learned Mm -hmm. that in my journey of where I am now. Like the moment I started embracing change and embracing where I was going, girl, flewed out. Okay. God was (laughs) like, I got something for you, baby girl. Let me show you. Period. And it's just been on the up and up since. So, um, embracing that change and embracing the fact that you know it may not look like what you thought it was going to look like it's better though it is you know um something my parents always tell me growing up is the only thing that's constant is change Mm, yes so get comfortable with it sit in it love it um i actually find myself to be very annoyed with people who don't like change or who don't adapt to it well because it's like, did you really think that this shit was going to stay the same your whole life? Did you really think that nobody was going to get older or nobody, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody was going to deal with your shit anymore? Or certain things like this. Like, yeah, you know, be comfortable people, with change. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you're right. Because people ahead. get stuck in a process, in a, in a cycle, right, where you don't want mm-hmm. you like things the way they were. So you don't want to have them changing like you don't want them to go anywhere else. It's like I like this bubble the way that it's always been. Um, mm-hmm. But. I think it's saying something when you can finally say, okay, step outside that bubble or that box Mm -hmm. and look back at yourself and say, okay, where I was and where I'm going are two different things and I have to be comfortable to move forward. Like you said, change is inevitable. Yeah, change is inevitable. Like life's going to happen regardless and whether you like it or not, you might as well get on board with it, suck it Mm -hmm. up, have some fun in the process or you can be, you know hanging in and combative towards it at all times and then you wondering why things are not working out the way you want them to work out that's accurate as well in addition <laughs> to in addition <laughs> to i love that i like that that was a good quote that was um a good read for our people out there i know right i really like that i think that one that, that one slapped a little bit okay mm-hmm. you ready to get into the scoop you know i am to realize I do have to change. I have to change the cursing, certain type of things I do. I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. All right, so we're back at it again with Black Prince of the South and his take on um, Insecure episode four of season four um he had some really good questions this week so i'm going to tap into so, to a few of them and i feel like that'll get the conversation started okay so when it comes to balancing work and relationships where do you fall on the spectrum between i understand bae make this money this money and mm-hmm. i need your undivided attention where's your balance at i i think i have a pretty good balance as far as that goes um for me, when I'm dating somebody or whatever, if they have to do some work shit, they got to do some work shit. Get this money because I want you buying things. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not going to get in the way of your bag because I'll be upset if you got in the way of my bag. I, 
if if I have to choose between my bag and you, then baby, you got to go. Mm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I'm dating somebody and they have to work, you know, and it also depends on, you know, the type of job they have as yeah. well and like what's cohesive with your life. If like in the episode, Molly and Andrew kind of had opposite schedules in a sense. Yes. And he seemed to be like carving out time in his schedule for her, but she wasn't. Um, as girl, I when guess, it took as her, freely doing she that. didn't finish her work till one o'clock in the morning. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Now you knew damn now well he, it was not nine o'clock. You knew it was not, <laughs> and you knew it. Like he got what was it like another hour? I guess or another mm-hmm. two hours. You knew that time had passed. You weren't sitting there typing for seven hours and then just blinked and it was two a.m. Like yeah. no, that's not how that goes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel that. Molly and I like that she was able to communicate that with him though. I really like that scene growth. where she was like, you know, I've right, you know, it's called growth. Where she's like, you know, I've I've never had to balance this. I've never been in a relationship where it really mattered. So me working is what I do. So like, you know, she's trying to figure that out. But I feel like Molly's been so concerned about being on top that she for example, that night that she sat there and she postponed him and asked him for a rain check. She mm-hmm. literally could have been like, okay, girl, well, I'm going to let you do that because um, I got to go see my man. Right. Because we have plans. Right. right. It wasn't a requirement for you to stay there. And she said, you know, one girl said she had to get to her kids. And yeah, another girl right. But I feel like a lot of times also as women without kids, working professionals without kids, when we work with people who have children, when they're like, okay, I have to leave and their excuses, their child, will you feel like our excuse is not good enough like our yeah, reasoning not permitted. to mm-hmm. oh i have I plans with, with friends or oh i have plans with my man or oh i just want to go sit at home and read my book because yeah. i told myself i was going to be home by eight o'clock you know mm-hmm. those things don't those things don't um seem like a good enough reasoning to take off of work but they absolutely are and you have to be vocal about those reasonings like i know like in my office well not anymore because we just hired someone that's my age but um and doesn't have kids as well but I was the only one that didn't have kids in my office for the longest time so mm. sometimes your coworkers lean heavily on you because they think oh you know your life is a little bit less stressful because you don't have a family or you don't have a husband and it's like no like I still have things that I want to do for me that don't just because I don't have kids doesn't mean that I don't have things I want to do right so you have to be vocal about those things too I agree with that um I think when it comes to balancing work and relationships, I'm a very career oriented person, but I also think there's something about like, if I've scheduled this time with you, I'm going to be giving you my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And if you schedule this time with me, I expect that from you because the bottom line of it is, is that work is going to be stressful. And you're going to have to figure out how to balance it all. And, and work is going to be there. It's going to be the there. The it's never going to go away. It's always going to be the same. You know what it is. So our date night or whatever we plan, like that's not something that's always going to be there. So you have to like make the most of it while you can. Because also with their schedules being so opposite from each other, Molly could very well be like she said, like she hasn't had time for self-care Sundays because she's been so wrapped up in work. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that the dates are probably like have lessened as well. Because she's mm-hmm. also wrapped up in work. So it's like whenever we're together, if we're get together one day out of two weeks, I need to make the most of that time. So I'm really more of the, if we're together, we need to be really like paying attention to one another rather than like 
you can go get your money. But if we schedule time to be together, that time needs to be like our time. Yeah, agreed. I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, yeah, that's that's my thing as well. If you're busy and you have work to do, that's cool. Just communicate that with me ahead of time. Yeah. As far as if I had something to do with somebody and they canceled because of work. I'm not going to lie. I would be in my feelings about that. Oh, yeah. I would. Not even I would flexing. for sure be in my feelings. I'd be like, well, I'd be like was this optional? <laughs> like, even then, were there other other avenues that you could have taken to schedule that on a different Especially day? Especially if like, I know why do I have to take the, the people that you seat? work with in some sense. Like, you talk about them like, oh, Suzanne, you know, she got kids, but she always trying to call out. But really, you know, if I know things like that, I'm going to be like, so why couldn't she pick it up? Why you got to be the only one picking up everything? Right, right. And then even then, like, for Molly... He was just like, I understand, babe. You know, no problem. See you later. Um, but I I know he felt some type of way because he didn't trust that they were going to actually have a date night. So he oh, made yeah. He said, I planned things with his boys. Yeah. And it threw um, me for a loop for Molly to be upset, upset about, about that. Because it's like, I expected canceled. her to be upset. You what? I expected her to be upset. You didn't expect her to be upset. I mean, I expected her to be upset, but the way she reacted to it was kind of like, you're in the, Andrew, you're in the wrong for this happening. When in reality, it's like, she was. you're in the wrong for every time we have something, you got to either cancel it or you got to push it back or reschedule. Like for her to be upset at Andrew for being like, oh, I already planned things with the boys. Cause I just didn't assume that we were going to have a nightcap because every time we do something, you got to step away and do something else for work. I was kind of like, damn, Molly, there you go again. Act the same way you always do. It's Molly or nothing. End of the world. But I like how, I mean, she was upset about it. And I'm, I definitely, you know, I have to watch the episode again. Um, But she, I feel like she was upset about it. But then when he was like, you know, like, I'm sure she was upset at the end of the night. But I think she came to her senses about it. She ended up coming Um, to her senses. Yeah, and telling him kind of like she has to kind of take herself outside of the situation and look at mm-hmm. it and be like, you know what? I have been canceling on him a lot. Why should I expect him to be sitting here waiting, you know, every moment of the day for me to be available? True. And also, um, for me, like you said, when we're together, I want your undivided attention. I don't really like the whole we're together, but you on your phone or you're oh, no. texting or you're doing this or that. Um, I, I understand in the dynamics of like relationships where y'all live together and shit, cause y'all are together a lot True. of the time. But if it's some somebody that I don't like live with and I'm making time to come spend with you or like, I don't know, Hey, I'm going to come over. I'm going to stay the night on this night. I kind of have this expectation that my time with you is my time because I made sure my schedule fit that. And I felt like, we both agreed upon that. But also, I'm a very busy person, and people that I date are typically very busy. So us carving that time out is kind of like a sacred space in a sense. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I said I'm free Wednesday at 3. So if you say you're free Wednesday at 3, and maybe it gets pushed back to 4 or 5, that's cool. But we need to be free on Wednesday because that's the day that I set aside. I made sure I did everything else so that I could have this time for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like that's important. Um, I really, I think that's really important. I think, too, I had to learn how to do that. And that's why I'm saying, like, if we're together, your attention it should be undivided attention because mm-hmm. I'm someone who my phone is constantly going off. Like, either it's a friend calling me, 
texting me my manager like someone is hitting up my phone some way shape or form it's never it's always like going off and i had mm-hmm. to learn in my past relationship like he was like hey listen when we're together like you're always getting phone calls and it just makes me feel like you're not really paying attention to me and blah blah blah, blah. and it's like damn for someone to tell you that you realize oh maybe i am in my phone a little bit too much so mm-hmm. it's really important to kind of like make sure you carve that time out like you said like if you're free at three and i'm free at three on wednesday we're going to be giving each other our undivided attention at that time and nothing else matters mm-hmm. outside of that unless it's some emergency but likely right that, unless something happens yeah Another question that I had was, um, Molly told Andrew, I miss you. And he replied, you too, question mark, acceptable. Or did he have to say the whole thing? Are you sensitive about the kind of thing in your connections? If it's my first time telling you something like that and you don't say anything back or you give me like a half-assed response, I'm going to be in my feelings about it. (laughs) And I'm going to let you know. I would be like, no, uh-uh, we're not doing that. Yeah, I'm like, quick to be like, no, uh-uh, like, or I, or I would, I don't want to say I'll be like, no, uh-uh, but if I said like, I miss you, and he was like, you too, I'd be like, don't even worry about it, bro. I don't miss you no more. That would be my response. Like, yeah, I don't miss you anymore. Don't worry about it because you, I don't know. I just feel like every time, okay, if it's like a. If it's my first, for example, say we switch out the word miss for love. So say I'm like, oh, I love you. And then somebody's like, you too. Nigga, you really don't. You just said that shit for it to not be awkward. Exactly. Right? And I would make a point to be like, don't even worry about, like, don't, don't do that. Don't say it back if you're not ready to say it back. Like, take your time because I want you to say the words and I want you to mean it. But this whole, like, I'm just going to respond and make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, because you can always tell. You can always tell when someone does that because they say things like that or they like or they like love what you sent, but they don't say anything back, you know, right. if you have an iPhone. Um, but yeah, I don't like that either. I think I would be a little bit in my feelings as well. And I would probably hit him with the huh question mark. Like, what are you talking about? Like mm-hmm. you too, because you too to me doesn't seem like you're answering the question. And like, are you answering a different text message? Like, what are you talking about? Because that's not what I said. So right. I would either I would probably do that. Um and then I probably wouldn't say it anymore. So unless you're saying it to me, you're not. I'm not saying it to you. Yeah, I would make petty. it known that I'm not saying it again. That I would be like, oh, petty. I'm not telling care. you anything else like this ever again. No. I need you to know. <laughs> because if, if you're someone like who has a problem communicating their feelings in that extent, right? Where you're like, you don't know how to be mushy or like how to be like sweet and, you know, coy or whatever the case may be. And you say something like that and you throw it out there and it's not reciprocated. That can definitely put you in a different kind of element where you kind of like shut down and don't want to say things like that anymore. So I feel like but if someone if says those things, miss you though, you but yeah, I mean, how do you reply a, to that? I mean, I've had people be like, "Oh, I miss you," and I'm like, "Oh, that's sweet." Like you know, <laughs> that's I, nice. I have thanks. No, like if someone said they miss me, I may hit them with the LOL. Honestly, and I've actually done that before. <laughs> Which is so terrible, but it's like, if you're telling me that you miss me and we don't talk and we're not dating, that's And it's weird. an awkward thing. And yeah, it's awkward. that's weird. Because if you're, if I know you throw hints at like liking me and I don't throw those hints back, but you feel comfortable enough to say that, you're just not catching the hints and that's not my fault. But if right. I like you and you say that you miss me, of course I'm going to say like, I miss you back. You know, I'm going to make sure that you, you feel the love back, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Anyone outside of that who's not like my friend, my family, or somebody that I'm dating, 
and you tell me that I don't feel like it's wrong to say lol or something like that because really and truly like you should know that I'm not interested in you like that or that film or fashion Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean I've had guys that I was like talking to I guess or like getting to know better Uh and they would say stuff like that but sometimes people do that just as Mm -hmm. like a like a a mechanism to see a if place they, filler. yeah like a place filler to see what you'll say like it's mm. just a part of their like dating routine like oh i'm a i'm a hitter with that she's beautiful and then i'm gonna tell her that she missed i miss her after a week of dating like boy some girls you fall don't. for that don't yeah i'm not true. saying that and i've I'm never fall, like, fell for that no, before you don't miss me you don't know me enough you don't like, know me enough to <laughs> miss me but some weird. guys do that and people fall for that thinking like oh my god he's so sweet and it's like mm-hmm. we're we're in our like we're getting older like that does not fly anymore you're gonna have to change up your whole mm-hmm. tactic here right so agreed <laughs> um <laughs> which leads me to the point of men doing fucked up shit so clearly um tiffany what's her husband's name Derek. tiffany and Derek had their child their baby girl and she's super adorable simone mm-hmm. and baby and Derek w- was talking to lawrence and was like women are daughters and that's heavy and this is my daughter basically saying like women men do fucked up shit to people's daughters mm-hmm. what do you feel about that talking about some that's heavy speak on that like what i feel like niggas do do fucked up shit and all <laughs> women are people's they daughters. definitely do they definitely um do. but i'm like y'all should think about this shit before y'all do fucked up shit like stop being fucked up as individuals and you wouldn't have to be out here in these streets worrying about your daughter getting fucked over not saying that it won't happen but it's just like stop <laughs> just don't my thing is be like be better right and it's like why do you have to have a daughter to think that way like right like if you, you have ha- a son it's okay for him to be a fucked up individual exactly. it's okay to raise him to be an ancient exactly. nigga. but if you have a daughter now you're worried about some nigga breaking her heart like no but you out here breaking should- bitches hearts left and right and being trifling right and lying right until you met her mama then you wanted to act right no you exactly. should have got your like, shit together a long works. time ago you know how i feel about that jasmine how go to therapy take <laughs> your ass to motherfucking therapy discuss your feelings yes. figure out why you need to be Get fucked up together. to people why you need to do these fucked up things dive deeper into the thought processes and the emotions that you go through to be in this sort of situation you know what i mean mm-hmm. and work through that shit that's how you avoid feeling so scared and so fucking afraid or petrified to have daughters. I hate when men say that. It's like you're petrified to have a daughter because you're a fucked up individual. If you weren't so fucked up, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. And why are you so fucked up? Talk about that so in therapy. Up? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like, what is the point of going out here and hurting all these Go people? Go discuss it with Leanne. Stop, yes. stop hurting me. Shit. Call, talk to Leanne so you don't hurt nobody else. Period. All right. It's crazy because, like, during that scene when I was watching it, I was just thinking to myself, like, these are two very good-looking men who are just very dumb. And that's just the real world that we live in. (laughs) (laughs) It made me, like, I just, I can't even. Speaking of dumb men, Nathan calls Issa up, leaves her that fucking Mm -hmm. garbage-ass voicemail talking about some don't call me back. Should she hit him back? I feel like he did that future shit to get um to get her, honestly. Yes. Yes. That's that that's that um that's that future move for mm-hmm. real. Like I know, I know the world you- is ending, <laughs> but my world ended when you left me. Boy. Right. 
good. Get the fuck. Get but out. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like she should call Nathan. I feel like Why? she should call him back. I would call Nathan back. Why? Because I need to know why. He just like disappeared. I need to know why you like disappeared for however long and then decided to pop up on my birthday. And it's like, um, I feel like also I'm just me, my personality. I'm the type of person that I need to know why. Mm-hmm. Right. If I know why, then I can decide if I want to fuck with you or not. Mm, If the reason why you disappeared was because you were in jail, which is what I think really happened. But, you know, that's my philosophy. (laughs) I think that he got arrested or some shit happened and he was in jail or whatever the case may be. And that's why she didn't hear from him. So if that's the reasoning, that's something that I can accept because I also don't want to be accepting no collect calls from your ass. And I'm not going to, especially if we don't know each other like that. Right. Should have been the first thing but, you said. Hey, Issa. Like, it's Nathan. I just got out of jail. Don't think I was ignoring you, but I thought you was having a blog party. That shit's dope. Good luck. Don't hear that. That's not really a conversation that I would wa- like to hear over voicemail. Yeah, but still. And then also, why. like, <laughs> he's probably embarrassed by it as well. If you think about that aspect I'm of sure it, he is. he's probably embarrassed by it. So it's not something that you just say casually, like, "Hey, I just got out of jail, but uh, hit me Hobby. back up." I'm just being, facetious. you know, I facetious. feel like, yeah, I know what you mean, but <laughs> I feel like um, that's definitely a conversation that needs to be had in person, which is why he's probably like, reaching out again. But I feel like give things their chance to actually mm-hmm. be fucked up and not like just cut it off before it gets fucked up which is kind of like a bad way to think about things but like okay. mm. give things a fair chance in a sense so it's so like you don't think she gave him a fair chance because what's I a feel fair like chance she did. I feel like she gave him a fair chance. I feel like she did. And I feel like he kind of le- went left. And then when he came back with the flowers, Issa wanted him to like when Molly told her that she turned him away, she was mad about it because she wanted to talk to him. But she just chose not to all this time. So at this point, even if I weren't interested in continuing something with you or interested in rekindling a flame, I would still want to talk and be like, so why the fuck did you ghost me? Because I, I need to know. Like. Okay. You know what I mean? And then from there, I can decide how I feel about it. Whether it be still fuck that nigga. I'm over that shit. But at least you know why now. You're not sitting there curious. Because I also feel like that's part of the reason as to why she's kind of like still interested in hearing from him. In yeah. a sense. You know what I mean? Because if she wasn't interested in hearing him, as soon as he said, hey, you said Nathan, she would have cut that shit off. <laughs> and True. deleted the message. You know what I'm saying? She's still interested in hearing, him, hearing from him because she's curious as to why. But also... I feel like their interaction was so like natural and like candid Mm -hmm. that that's not something that I would also let go easily as well. I feel like they blended very well together. And I feel that for me personally, that's not something I would just like cut off. But I feel like I want, I need to know why I feel feel like like there has to be a good reason. So like they can maybe like potentially rekindle or, something like that like maybe like there's a future in there like in the there's something that's gonna that can potentially build for them in the future is that why you're like wanting her to call him back um no actually i don't not because i want them to rekindle i mean if they do that's cool if they don't whatever but i want her to call him back because i want her to uh, 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 like i want her to address him ghosting her like Mm -hmm. where the fuck have you been 
why haven't I heard from you? Blah, blah, Just so she can get an answer. And then if it's like, okay, nigga, fuck you. Or whatever the case may be, that's cool. It doesn't really make me any difference. But I feel that for me personally, if I have such a good connection with somebody and then they just kind of ghost or some sh- like, I would be wanting to know why. Because I feel like there has to be a good reason. Because okay. I know that I'm not the only person that felt this connection or yeah. whatever the case may be. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, I personally do not want her to call him back mm-hmm. because I feel like it's nice that he reached out and said, like, good luck with your block party. But I think he needs to do a little bit more. Like, the same way that she was pressing to find him, he needs to be pressed to find her in a sense and meet her where she's at. So, like, whether that's meeting her while she's out and about, maybe going to her house. I don't know what the case may be, but I feel like him calling her and then mentioning do not you don't have to call me back is just a clear way of him saying like I but I really want you to call me back and it's like I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you that because you've literally left without any kind of warning or any type of re- like, you know, red flags up in the air to let me know and signal that you were leaving and I just don't respect that and I think that Isa yeah she's like still trying to figure it out what she's doing and all these things but i feel like by calling him she's still susceptible to going back to like old true you know and Mm -hmm. sometimes when you let those people back into your lives that once that took you there or even if they had a strong even because they did have a strong connection i totally agree with you on that one but Mm -hmm. sometimes those strong connections can be a little bit deadly because you don't know how to take them and you kind of run with it instead of being like okay hold up this man has done this, this, and this to me. And for some reason, I'm still feeling like I'm chasing after him, you know? And I don't want her to do that again. Not saying that she will and not saying mm-hmm. that that would potentially happen. But I just feel like if he really wants to see her, he needs to make more of an effort to see her. You can give her a call and tell her good job, but go to her block party. You know the block party's happening. No, which I really I'm feel sure like he's he going to go to the block party. Yeah, I'm, I'm like sure 100% sure that he'll go to the block party, which will be great. Mm-hmm. So it's like things like that. Like I feel like... I don't want you to call me and then slowly mention you don't have to call me back because you know, that's going to make me itch to call you. Like, right. I have your number now. I've been trying to call you for months and then you were gone and no, you never answered. I would text you. You never answered. So it's like, now I'm calling you the same thing I was doing like a couple of months ago. I'm not doing all that. If you want right. to see me come to my black party, period. Okay. Yeah. I'm with it. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'm pretty sure he's going to be there, especially because he mentioned it. And I feel like their story or conversation isn't done. I'm all for, like, telling a nigga for, about himself to his face and then dead yeah. in that shit. Right. <laughs> and that's what I feel. It's not necessarily, like, I want them to rekindle yeah. or whatever. It's just have the it's conversation. More so, like, you, I feel like she deserves to be able to say that shit because of what he did. You know she what I mean? She definitely does. I agree with it's that. It's like, get you, like, give me me, bro. You know? Like, let me get my shit out because you got to ghost me and do whatever the hell you was doing for the past couple months and nobody knew you got to ignore me when I was calling you and trying to get in contact with you now you got a new number you want to hit me up no nigga why the fuck did you decide that it was okay to ghost me because you got me fucking bent that's number one and number two fuck you you got me fucking bent (laughs) you got me bent Okay. I got caught up in my uh in a PTSD (laughs) a little bit of conversation I be having with niggas sometimes. Sometimes I love it. You got me bent. That's why it made me laugh for real. I know because you know this (laughs) how I be going up on niggas. 
so, you got me bent. I don't know who you think I am, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Bennett, the guy that works with Molly, who Molly said that she used to like tutor him and his little friends and things like that, uh-huh. which Bennett was a very nice looking young black man. Okay. Oh, like, Bennett okay, was Bennett. fine, baby. He was a fine little baby. What's your like, um, how old is too old? How young is too young for you? And then I have a second follow up question with that as well. Yeah, I can ask okay, it now so you or I can answer wait. the first. Yeah, answer the first. Okay, so how young is too young? Mm-hmm. I'm not dating anybody. Honestly, I'm not interested in dating nobody that's my age. So, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> okay. It's, it's like my nigga, you have to be 30 and up a year older than me at least. Like I just I'm not with it. Um, 28, it would take a very particular type of individual for me to be okay mm-hmm. with that. Just because mentally I am, I'm an old soul. Okay. I'm an old soul. And so, you know, I rock with niggas that's my age as friends and y'all niggas just begin, y'all like uh, immature in a sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Not all, yeah, they do but say some. That and I feel slower. like, right. And I feel like our friends say that our friends that we went to college with, a lot of them are coming to themselves, mm-hmm. you know? So if I were to meet a 28 year old that was coming into himself and was like, okay, I'm going to therapy. I'm working on this. I'm working on that. I know how to communicate, you know, let's talk about some things. Then that would be a person I would consider, but as far as like a hard cut line, mm, before I was, I'm What's when the I was oldest, and my thing was thirty. Okay, so your um, youngest is thirty. Where's your oldest at? My oldest. What's too old? I'm like sorry, thirty. Mm-hmm. What's too old? Probably like I would say I would go up to like thirty five, thirty six. Okay, but too old is when you like I feel like you're too close to my parents age I don't, yeah. I don't do much like it if i'm gonna be talking to someone that old it's gonna be because you're paying bills yeah. <laughs> to be frank about it you paying all of these bills every last one of them and you breaking me off with a hefty allowance <laughs> you know what i mean i understand that um it would be one of those type of situations because i'm just not mm. uh, i just i've dated guys older though before okay like, when I say older, I mean, maybe as far as the largest age difference might have been, like, seven years, eight years, or something like that. Maybe a okay. little bit more. So, um, like, that's would be my oldest. Like, I think I would go up to, like, 10-year difference. I'm 28. I'd probably maybe date mm-hmm. someone no older than 38. Even though, mm-hmm. you know, because 10 years is really, in a grand scheme of things, when you're older, it's not that big of a deal. A lot of people are It's really not older. that big of a difference, right? Yeah. It's really not that big of a difference. Now, younger than me... You can't be if you can't buy me a drink. That's period. Um, but <laughs> I don't think I would even go younger than like twenty six, twenty seven, and I'm twenty eight. So like, if you're a year younger than yeah. me, it's because your birthday fell later in the year. <laughs> like, right. Like we really only a couple months apart. We yeah, really we're a couple a months year. apart, pretty much. But like, I even dated someone. Not dated. Let me. I went on a date with someone who was like forty five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was the most awkwardest date ever because 
he was cool don't get me wrong really nice guy and then at the end of it he wanted to kiss me on my forehead and on my cheek and it felt like i was with my dad your daddy <laughs> and i was like oh this is dead i can't Girl. i can't i had to stop going to the gym for like a week just because because oh, you met him at the gym yes girl it was awful so like i can't do that like i agree with you on that if i if like if i take you or my parents and my dad and you can talk about what y'all did when y'all was growing up right I don't want that. and i don't really i really hate the conversations of like you don't know nothing about x mm. y and z or like and that's what happens. i feel that's like where the older guys goes. always feel that they have to give you some kind of word of wisdom yes. or motherfucking like motivation it's like oh. shut the fuck up like nobody asked you like, for that shit. my life shut up number one number two is like why do you feel that you just have all of this room or this space to give me unwarranted advice like nobody asked for it you just all of a sudden have this opinion on how i should do things now if i ask you that's completely different like per se um you have um what's i say say you have this 45 45 year old i was talking like oh yeah yeah, yeah. he literally has never been married never had kids and what say and like try to give me word of like words of wisdom and it's just like sir mm-hmm. you're the last one to talk to me probably about like relationships and like what you should find because you literally like for 45 years of your life you've never had anyone that you've been seriously committed to either like mm-hmm. that to me is just off those are like that's weird to me because i just think to myself like i know like back in that time frame people like our parents were married when they're in their early 20s you know like at least my, my my parents were so it's like i think to myself for you like someone that grew up in that time frame that era to like and not have anyone that you met seriously mm-hmm. or take you seriously i'm not interested and i am always curious as to why someone that's 40 or whatever 50 years old is interested in someone yes of my age yeah they want to be I have some, They want to continue to be right. young. That's really what it's, it is. It's like you want to continue to be young. And also they have this kind of thing that they need to feel needed. So you go for someone that you feel needs you. Right? Yep. Whether it be as far as advice or I don't know. I don't, anything. You know and what I mean? it's a power thing too. Like by you being a lot older it's like they look up, look up to you in a sense like they admire mm-hmm. thing. like that can be the relationship that could be the the that vibe could of the be relationship a dynamic. Too, you know mm-hmm. so um there's a lot of different factors that play into that and that's why i just am not interested girl i'm just not and then as far as dating somebody younger i feel like do you even wash your ass all the way like oh my do you gosh, know how to clean up. your ass completely girl <laughs> Or in the words of uh, Dustin, but he's on the Friends Zone podcast. Check them out. Dustin be like, you still shitting yellow, boy. I'm and that's real. That's, you're ridiculous. You still shitting yellow. You cannot be in my inbox playing <laughs> these types of games. <laughs> no. What do you think about um, dating or smashing people that you work with? Fair game or off limits? Off limits. Not doing it. Because if we end up like not really fucking with each other after that and i gotta see you every day nah Mm. nope (laughs) i didn't even want to date anybody at my school like when i went to life when i was in school in um 
in my doctorate program, I didn't want to date anybody that went to my school with me because I was like, nope, because I'm going to still have to see your ass in class or around campus. Mm-hmm. And that's, I've seen that shit play out. I've seen people break up and look at each other in the hallway and be like, oh, this is awkward. Like, I'm not trying to live that kind of lifestyle. No. <laughs> what about I applaud you? that answer because my last two mm-hmm. relationships were from people that I worked with. That and, is true. You know, <laughs> I tell everyone, don't do it. Please don't do it. Like, just don't do it. Like, <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> speaking from experience. It's all fun in the beginning because y'all work together. So it's kind of like y'all got to be secretive. And it's like, you know, the chase is like really real. And then it's just like, it, it just never ends well because someone's going to get in their feelings. Um or you know exactly what they're doing. So when they're saying like they're busy, it's like, no, nigga, you fake busy. You know, it's like all these yeah. different things, these different mm-hmm. dynamics that play into it that are just not worth it. And I would rather have been friends with the guys that I dated in my past and continue that friendship on than to have dated. And now we don't really mm-hmm. like communicate. Fuck with each other like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's still like if I saw them out, it'd be like, OK, you know, God bless you. Move it on. Like we said last week, mm-hmm. but it's like the dynamics are just so different. Like the friend groups that we have eat too, like a lot of them have like intertwined with one another. So you kind of mm-hmm. like only maybe like this person's going to come to this. It's like a divorce, bro. It's really weird. So don't it do is. It. I really enjoy clean breaks. Yeah. <laughs> a clean breakup so is so I'm nice with somebody and I'm like, oh, I'm done with this person. I'm mm-hmm. washing my hands. Wash your hands. I'm and not like, going to be hanging out with your friends. No matter them. how much I love your friends. I'm not finna be hanging out with them or going places like no this is your those were your friends before we started dating yep so they, they will be, be your, your friends, friends when we're done and yep. if they want to like you know hit me up on Instagram or you know like little stuff here and there or comment under pictures or like whatever the case may be as far as your group of friends goes I'm cool with remaining that level of cool with them like, but as far it? as like you looking on your I don't know your one of your best friend girl best friends instagram and me and her out for drinks you know Mm -hmm. or whatever that's not what you're gonna see because i don't really like that dynamic because also i don't want them to feel like they're pressured to talk about you and i don't want to feel pressured to talk about you but i also do that in relationships too i like to kind of keep those things separate like if we're all hanging out and doing stuff i love that dynamic but then when you're spending time with your friends those are your friends yeah. so you have fun and then okay. i'll see you when you're done mm-hmm. unless we have like mutual friends which that that's not often the case for me i like to keep those things kind of man i'm just like a freaking like um outlier because <laughs> i have mutual friends. friends and stuff yeah well we have mutual friends too you know it's like the same people because mm-hmm. we didn't date before so it's like the people that you were cool with you guys were all in the same group and then two people got it's like friends the, the show friends or like living single. Mm-hmm. We were all friends before. And then now these people, people are dating within the friend group. Like that's how it kind of like goes, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like you can still like I'm still going to brunch with my homeboys that, you know, were friends with me before, even though they're friends with him. I'm not going to not be friends with you anymore because that didn't work out. That's just the part that didn't work out. And really and truly, like, I think it's a level of respect with your friends could to know, like, not to speak on things like that, you know, like. I don't want to know what's mm-hmm. going on in his life. Don't tell me what's going on. He doesn't need to know what's going on in my life. And there's no love lost. It's just he's now moved on and I've moved on. Why do we have to make that the sole basis of our conversations? That's not fair either. You know? Yeah. So it's just those kind of dynamics. Um, mm-hmm. Which 
plays into like Lawrence and Issa, right? So like Lawrence mm-hmm. wasn't friends. He wasn't a part of the friend group until he was with Issa. And now he's a part of the friend group. So it's like there's no real clean break. So... Yeah, and then it's kind of hard because he's built his own relationship yeah. with yep. her friends, boyfriends, her friends, husbands, and yep. they have their own thing. So just like you went over your girl's house to see her new baby, and then your ex is upstairs talking with with her nigga, and yep. they're like bonding and shit. I would appreciate something like that if it were a boyfriend that I brought into the group and we were still together. But if we broke up, I would be like... Like y'all couldn't invite <laughs> like, him later or tomorrow. Go somewhere. The fuck? Yeah. Like why are you I, here right honestly, now? Honestly, in Issa's standpoint, if they were my friends first, even though her husbands and the boyfriends are like typically they're just like a, an outlier, a third party friend. You know what I mean? But they're still mm-hmm. part of my friend group. It's like y'all need to coordinate with him when I'm not here. <laughs> like, cause yeah, because you need y'all like, to figure that out. The biggest thing too is that when you don't have a clean break like that, the lines get blurred. Right. So mm-hmm. um, you don't know how to not talk about your inside jokes with him because that's what you're used to, even though you're not together anymore. And right. you don't know how to act around your friends because he's around. So it's like if he want to ask you something, it's like they looking at you like, girl, you about to answer this question, which is what they did. And it's like you can never get away from it. And I think that's where the disconnect come from comes from, because it's like, first off their connection outside in the backyard on the patio and they were talking it's like Mm -hmm. he wanted to tell her something and she was rambling about her stuff her own issue you know which is still showing that Issa's you know she still got her own she's she's very blind to the fact that like he clearly has something to tell you it's kind of like you're disconnected I didn't realize that Issa that was a a flaw that Issa had as a character until this point. I think I kind of it's always been laced with humor, mm-hmm. so I never really paid attention to the fact she that I was does just not like, this listen. Which is awkward <laughs> as fuck. But she does not listen to anyone, even like she doesn't pick somebody. up on cues, like on bodily mm-hmm. like cues and innuendo. She doesn't pick up on that, and she doesn't listen. Yeah, so like, and if it's her problem, scene, it's her problem and everyone's problem. Right, and then so, and Lawrence allows that. Mm-hmm. You know, Lawrence isn't, I don't think, I think that he knows that about Issa and it doesn't bother him. You know, some things can bother people and some things can not bother the next person, right? So I feel that for Lawrence, it doesn't necessarily bother Issa that, you know, things are going on and she's not necessarily listening at this moment. But I feel like it'll be a conversation that's had. But I feel like also... He had something to tell her, and I that know. was a catastrophic you think change. It was about Condola? Yeah, I think him and Condola broke up for Me sure. Me too. I think she went off the deep I end. Feel like, she ain't answering none of Issa's calls either. Right, she's not answering Issa's calls. She hadn't been texting Issa back for real. Like, and then Schoolboy Q dropped out, and that was a lot of Condola's doing, as far as I know. So I yep. feel like, and he gave no explanation, and there was nothing that was said about you know, like even. So even when she called Molly, so it was funny because mm-hmm. I know a lot of times I fault Molly for the issues in their relationship because yeah. I just I'm harder on Molly. Um, but then I feel like there are a lot of areas or there are certain areas where Issa falls short, especially as a friend with her lack of ability to fucking listen to people yeah so she called molly and her first question was hey girl how are you and you knew you were asking her for something so even if you just took a moment right say -hmm. you took two minutes three minutes five minutes to listen to this girl and listen to her 
vent right about how she felt and what was going on in her life and what was stressing her out because she did have a lot going on Mm -hmm. then you could have listened gave her advice and then she would have been like I'm sure because Molly seems to be that type of friend. She'd be like, yeah, girl. Oh, my gosh. It's so much. But what's going on with you? And then you could have been like, girl, I'm stressed as well. My headliner just dropped out. I don't know what's going on. Blah, blah. Because Molly immediately, even though Issa ignored her, Molly, Molly immediately went to like, okay, let me help my friend with my expertise. Right? So she went into attorney mode. Like, mm-hmm. so did he have a reason to break the contract? You know, he can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be. Did you miss a payment? All of these things. And Issa really ignored the help that she was trying to lend because even beyond that, she could have, you know, her represented her as her attorney and sent information to him and been like, hey, you can't break this contract because X, Y, Z, and he would have been there. Mm-hmm. Or even beyond that, even if there was a reason as to why things fell through, I feel like Molly would have offered some sort of help in some other form like maybe talking to andrew maybe yeah. being like, you know but Issa kind of took to it as an attack like she was attacking the fact that she didn't know what she was doing as a event coordinator that's how Issa took it right that's exactly how she took it but baby you don't know you don't know condola did all of this all you did like you learned along the way and you mm-hmm. helped her select areas you had great ideas but condola brought this shit together as far as the plan she had the contacts she had the contacts she had i'm sure the money like she or i don't know if she was giving money or not but she had the contacts for sure and the network to be able to you know pull all these different people in mm-hmm. all these different sponsors yeah actually technically she did have the money because she invited all of those sponsors and yeah stuff too so, so she had the contacts. When you have the contacts, you have the power. To be completely honest, in the right. event world, if you have the contacts and you were helping someone plan an event and then you pull out, you take your contacts with you because they don't know that other person. Right. They don't owe they don't have loyalty to that other person and it sucks. Um Exactly. But I do think like you're right. I think that that's a flaw that Issa has and that mm-hmm. a lot of those characters have put up with for a long time. Because whenever Issa, right. whenever something's crumbling, Issa's like, I'm going to call you and then I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. Like, okay, girl, anyways, um, I got a problem. Can you help me? And it's like, damn, girl, you could have at least listened to what I was saying for like five minutes. It wasn't going to take you that, or right. two minutes. It wasn't going to be that long. What were you really doing that you were so t- pressed for time when you yeah. don't have no job? Do you think Molly should have helped Issa find a headliner at the end when Issa was like, can you ask Andrew? And she said she would. And then she told her that I just choose not to. I want to keep that part of my life separate. I genuinely, okay. I think it was a fucked up response, especially seeing as how close they are to mm-hmm. the block party, yeah. and seeing as how like, even if I just feel like, regardless of what happened with my friend, regardless. If I have the ability to help them, I will. I don't care if it's somebody that I fell out with five years ago if they need me and all it takes is me asking someone for i mean they andrew could have said no you know what i mean like andrew could have been like oh no i ain't doing that i'm not putting my name on that or whatever case may be and that it is what it is but if it all it takes is for me to reach out to somebody and try to make a contact to try to help you be successful i'm gonna do it i mean like i feel like she the the theme with their relationship right now Um, And I think probably before as well was miscommunication. A lot of this, what they're going through right now is because of miscommunication, because Molly could have took that time to be like, 
He said, you didn't take any time to ask me what I had going on or even listen to me for five minutes. And even when I tried to help you with the contract to see what we could do to solve it from my end or my point of view, you weren't interested in that help. So I'm hesitant to ask him because me and him aren't on solid ground right now, Mm -hmm. but I will help you. Like, I I think that that would have been more of the conversation route that I would have taken. You know, I'm hesitant to ask him, but I know that you have this whole thing going for yourself and this is a big deal. So I'm going to reach out to him, but we need to discuss X, Y, and Z right the fuck now. You know what I mean? I think that would have been my, my way to kind of address it. But also we know that her and Issa haven't been communicating well and there's been a lot of assumption on one end or the other as far as what the other person is thinking and Mm -hmm. assumption will get you baby assumption will fuck you up okay smack you right in the forehead assuming will fuck you up will fuck you up i when i saw the end of that scene with her and molly i felt so unbelievably bad for Issa because of all the work that she put in and Mm -hmm. but I, i also didn't feel bad because she didn't communicate all the work that she's put in right so friends only know what you tell them about the work that you're doing and if you don't tell them they don't know because really and truly like you're a chiropractor i'm an event coordinator hell i don't know what's going on in the regular normal day-to-day chiropractor world unless you tell me and you don't know what's going on in my world unless i tell you so when you're already disconnected it's like you don't really realize what's happening in your friend's world but if you're my best friend like my best friend and even if we are having a falling out and it's only been like a couple of months that we kind of been off i'm not gonna sit there and have but you we've look been stupid. friends for years and we've been friends for like, years i'm not gonna, gonna ever put you in, in front a position. of a whole bunch of people yes i'm not gonna put you in a position to where you look stupid or where you got you know m- cake on your face i'm gonna help you out but i'm gonna let you know about yourself after the fact and we're gonna have a true conversation i'm gonna be like listen friend okay i love you and i'm gonna help you out but we gotta talk immediately because this is not Mm -hmm. i'm not going to continue to have our friendship go like this but i'm not going to let you like just go down without having any type of backup like that's kind of messed up you know because condola already kind of bailed down on her and then molly Molly, doesn't know that which molly didn't know about condola bailing out right which but is I'm another thinking reason from Issa's like standpoint, not, she could feel completely alone now. Like, fuck, what am I going to do? Exactly. You know, and, but that's the why one it's person really important, that like, put all this together, this happened, that happened, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's really important, like, even when you have new friends come into the mix, like, you meet people and you're bringing someone into, like, you know, your whole scene or whatever, like, you mm-hmm. should still, you need to really, like, put more effort into your friendships. And I'm not going to say that I'm a pro at doing that. It's hard, okay? When I have, like, I have... Mm-hmm a lot of friends and a lot of different friend groups and it's hard to keep up with everyone to know what everyone's doing but you have to make it an effort to call especially people that you call your best friends i need to make it an effort to call mm-hmm. you and make sure you're okay so i felt like that was truly messed up on molly just the way that she ex- explained how she wants to keep the two separate because any other time you'd be telling Issa everything about your boyfriend but the fact that you feel attacked that she's not really you know um not not appreciative but she's not really supportive of you and andrew that's the only reason that you're taking this out on her but that's your best friend i just don't understand that i feel like they have so much tension and i feel like she felt some type of way too um i i did not like the way that um molly was talking about Issa 
when she saw her outside with Lauren. Yeah, because cause you, but you're assuming once again. You don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You're making assumptions on ba- on literally nothing based and on then, your feelings so, towards Issa. Right. And so like Issa was downstairs and she was asking Kelly, I feel like out of pure concern, like she was like, did Molly say anything to you? You know, Kelly was like, nah. And she was like, okay, I just thought, you know, maybe they've been off, but she didn't say anything as far as a personal attack or anything that, that Molly would have taken offensively. It was just like, has she talked to you? Because she hasn't really said much to me. Mm -hmm. But then when it switched to Molly scene, it was like, she was a secret hater. Because yeah, like you know how she's Issa looking do. at them outside you know having a conversation, doing the same thing she was doing before, and it's like you don't right. know the half of it. Shut the fuck up. First of all, you don't even know the half of it. You don't know what they were talking about. Like you don't know anything that was going on, and literally what they were talking about wasn't much of anything. I mean, sure, I guess if they were having the conversation that Lawrence probably would have wanted to have, Issa would have been, I guess, doing being her old mm-hmm. self in a sense, but. Uh, also, I, I, I feel like I just don't like the way that she responded Molly in that sense, Issa but nobody's very solely rough. at fault in this situation. Yeah, I feel like Molly handles Issa very rough. Um, she does. She's very like aggressive towards Issa and she's very kind of like um, she's not so forgiving of like Issa at this moment. Like everything that Issa does is a problem. You know, it's one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like when you're just annoyed, no matter what she do, it could be something so simple. It's just a problem. It's like I'm a pick it. I'm mm-hmm. a pick at it, and that's what I feel like Molly's at. And I mm-hmm. feel like Issa is so oblivious to what's going on, which is like a terrible thing to a terrible position to be in because you're right. you're losing your friend without even realizing it until it's too late until you get mad. And really want to blow right. up. And I feel like that's just going to bite both of them in the ass. And that's why they're going to probably have a falling out. And be like, I don't fuck with her no more. No, I agree. I think that that, that is what it is. It's just such a huge lack of communication between yes. the two of them. And then Molly is... I don't think Issa is making any assumptions of what she feels like Molly is going through or how she Mm -mm. feels at this current point. I feel like you said she's oblivious and she's just like, what is really happening? Okay. Because even like... Mm, I just feel like Issa has been the, like, I guess the same person across the board mm-hmm. and Molly has too. I won't, I won't say that she hasn't, but I, like you said, I like the way that you described it. Molly handles Issa very rough. I have had friends in my life like that, that handle me very rough mm-hmm. and I did not like it. And well, they just think we, that you can handle it because you've always handled it or, um, you're like, tough. I've always treated her this way. Yeah, Why is it like a problem she'll get over now? it. And they don't realize that, like, you have feelings and that you're confused and, you know, you could be a little gentle with this person. Um, and then it also plays a factor. Give in, me a little grace or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and it also hand- plays a factor into it when, like, you see them dealing with someone else and they're completely opposite. It's like, why do you treat her right. so Right, because softly? she doesn't act that way with Tiffany Tiffany and Kelly? Kelly? She does not act that way. She is not aggressive towards them. She's First very of all, like, if she did, Tiffany and Kelly would set her the fuck straight. Hell yeah. Especially, <laughs> like, period. She especially, wouldn't say anything. I love Kelly, but Tiffany would do it so subtly and like posh And smile at the end. Yes, and be like, okay, bitch, and then walk away. Like, it'd be, like, very, like, even keel kind of thing. Um, right. But Molly doesn't handle them that way. But the fact that Issa don't got her stuff together and, you know, Molly feels like she can be open and honest, it's kind of like, when you feel like you can be open and honest with, like, your, like, best friend, sometimes you handle them in just a way that's so aggressive that they don't realize it until they start conjuring up those feelings and they're like, I don't get why you talk to me like this, you know? So, mm-hmm. 
it's tough. I mean, it's definitely tough. Mm-hmm. I feel for him, her. I, I really hope that, like, they... I know, like, in the beginning, they used to say, like, I don't fuck with Molly no more. And I completely understand why at this point in time. But I'm really hoping that eventually they get back to a point where they can, like, talk it out. And we'll see what happens from there. But there's a season five coming. I would like for them to talk it out. Oh, yeah, there is uh, season five coming. I would definitely like for them to talk it out. But, I like, I guess this is me coming from personal experience. Like, I feel like whatever deep-seated emotions that she has towards Issa as to why she feels like she has to handle her the way that she does mm-hmm. is going to be the the demise of their friendship and I feel like it's not going to continue but I personally wouldn't want to be around or deal with anybody or like once you once the light switches like flips on and you like see the light you know and you you're like damn this girl really has been treating me all this kind of way you know or whatever for x mm-hmm. amount of time yep I feel that um, I feel that once the light switch comes on, it's like you have to then decide is it worth it. And I feel like there's times where um, Molly gave Issa grace in the beginning of our of the series, right? Mm-hmm. When she was like she didn't want to stay with Lawrence at the house, she wanted to spend the night there. Then she stayed a couple more nights. You know, it was never like a problem. But I think it spoke volumes the fact that Issa moved in with Daniel before she moved in with Molly for however many weeks. Which is crazy because I'm not moving in with my ex, Nick. I'm moving in with my best friend. Girl, scoot over. Bruh, I'm coming. I don't give a fuck what issue we had. Girl, I'm on the way. I'm and on I gotta the way. stay for a couple weeks till I find yeah. you somewhere. Thank like, you. I love we you. Have Let to me know what this I need out, to but contribute. I, I will contribute whatever you need me to contribute, but I'm not staying with my right. ex. No. No, no, I'm not, girl. If you need me to pay a gas bill, a light bill, and the I fact need to that buy Molly like, for the house, I'm allowed cool with that. that. Like, I know that Molly doesn't have the jurisdiction to allow anything, but, like, as your best friend, if my I'd best be like, friend no, was like, girl, mm-hmm. I need to stay and I think I'm going to stay with my ex because I don't know where else I'm going to go, that speaks volumes on me as your best friend. Like, if right. you feel like you can't stay at my place, we got bigger problems because... Bigger <laughs> fish to fry, baby. Yes, because it's like, you should be the first person you should ask. If you're not asking your parents to go back with them, it should be, like, the next best person and that's your best friend. Yeah, or she your didn't close ask friend. her brother either. She didn't ask her brother Which either. I so that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was. I mean, but didn't her brother have a roommate? Like maybe that's why something like that. Maybe so. I don't know. But also, like Molly had the space to accommodate yeah. an extra person in that big ass fancy. Like, ass girl, let me get an air mattress and let me put in the. You'll never know I'm here. I'll make sure like I clean up everything. I'll leave. I'll come in. Like you won't know I'm here. Kind of thing. But I'm not sleeping on my ex's couch, and I got a whole best friend that got a nice ass apartment right no Mm-mm. not doing it that's all the questions that i got though so oh so from um from molly's point of view mm-hmm. do you feel that do you even understand where she's coming from where she says she wants to keep those things separate i do because i think that molly right now feels that Issa doesn't support her understand like that she's trying to be a better trying to be a better person in her relationships and trying not to like just automatically go to like picking and being that nitpicker um so i understand why she would want to keep them separate in their stage of friendship right now um i think that like they're going through something and they can't even discuss that so how can i talk to you about like my man and our issues if we can't even discuss our issues you know like our friendship issues so i understand Mm -hmm. why she doesn't want to integrate that into the friendship um I still think that 
they did themselves a disservice by not talking about it right then and there when they were in the grocery store that week ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's in the past and you can't fix that. But I feel like that's what's plaguing their relationship right now because they haven't addressed mm-hmm. it and they keep pushing it off and they keep acting like nothing's wrong and they keep showing up with the same thing. Like, here's another thing, right? When mm-hmm. they both showed up to Tiffany's and had the same parking space, the fact that Issa that shit pissed, that was my question to, was it Issa or Molly's uh, parking space? That I was think my it question. was Issa's because her car was in there. It was more. for sure Issa's. And the, the fact that Issa folded in, the fact that Issa folded and like decided that she was going to give it to Molly. That's just what shows she's done their, their whole relationship. Exactly, it shows their like relationship and how like Issa always just because Molly did not even her. consider backing down. No, and I'd have been like, "Fuck you!" I'd have been like, "Fuck!" But you, you. can't even drive. You can't drive you can't forward into a parallel parking space, and you're gonna have to hit literally saw me backing in and then you wedged your car in there and assumed that it was your spot but then even when you backed in you had to drive forward to back up into the spot but it was my spot like sometimes your aggressive friends act like you owe them this or you have to do things this way because that's how it's always been done and you gotta have to put Mm -hmm. them in their place if i was Issa, i'd have been like we're gonna be sitting here because i'm not leaving like this is my parking spot and i got most of my car in here so you're gonna have to hit me with your little ugly your little bmw or whatever you got i'm looking for a new Mm -hmm. car so let's do it do you want to go right. there? Like, in all seriousness. So, Issa, the fact that she folds every time Molly has an issue is the reason why they're in this mess now. Because if Issa would just stand up for herself and mm-hmm. say, like, yo, don't talk to me like that. Don't treat me like that as my best friend. I don't respect that. And if you want to continue to be my friend, we're going to have to switch up how we, like, communicate with one another. I think that would be a lot better. But the fact that she doesn't do that and she wants again in the smallest things like to give her the parking spot that you saw and that you were set up and ready to do like ready to park in. You were not competing with anybody for this spot. You saw the person pull out and was like, oh, shit, let me get that. Yeah. Like, so how is that not your spot? But Molly is just someone who like doesn't Molly feels like she has. Well, it's me. You're attacking Mm -hmm. me. You should be groveling at my feet. You should be making me feel better. So you should give me this parking spot. Girl, bye. Right. So, I did not like that. I did that, not like that either. I was pissed. I was like, first of all, like, bitch. Issa, you grow some balls. And then when Issa came around, like, even then, like, she was just like, oh, did you find a spot, girl? I would have been like, bitch, yes, I did. And you took it. Like, or like, yes, I did. You. And I gave it to you. <laughs> or something. Like, I was like, girl, something. fuck you. Yeah, girl, fuck you. Like, don't talk to me. And, and the fact that she was like, "Yeah, I parked by the Miss Winters around the corner, and then had to walk from the church and catch a ride on the bus to get here." But yeah, it was cool. It wasn't a bad walk. Like, bitch, I would have talked about some. You, out. I you know, you're gonna you're gonna drive me back to my car. But it's like. In my mind. And then when she said that, I thought, okay, cool. But then Molly was like, wait a minute, why? I we would have had to, I would have had the conversation right you then before we the even go in here. And I also didn't like the fact that Molly was being shady and was like, yeah, you weren't here last time when we decided that these go over here. And then when she said she had to leave, Molly was like, uh, yeah, just like I thought. That pissed me off too because it's like you didn't even ask if everything was okay. She clearly looked like bewildered, Distraught. my nigga. Like she clearly looked like some shit was going on, something that happened. Shows you that and the so fact that she had to pick up and move showed you that it was an emergency. Did yep. you think that she was picking up and leaving to go with Lawrence when he was already at the house, girl? That what did you think was you? happening? But you know what it is. I honestly feel like. When your friends are used to always being in your business, that's another episode for another day. But when your friends are used to being all up in your shit 
and they're used to you telling them everything because that's what you do. I'm a victim. Of, I not a victim, but I am someone who does that. I am someone who literally consults my friends for certain things because I just need to know, like, give me your opinion. Give me your idea. The moment you don't tell your friends certain things or the moment that you decide to say, like, I'm going to keep this separate and, like, not say things, sometimes your friends feel a type of way and they feel like you're being secretive or you're being shady. And the fact of the matter is that you're not. Like, Issa is trying to build this block party for a good cause and she has made that very known if you would just right. be a friend and worry about that rather than worrying about something else of the sort then you could probably tap in and be so much more like um productive in your conversations right. but you're like molly's so quick to like put her down Issa's so quick to like not say anything <laughs> and kind of just no. take it and just be a pushover and be a pushover and that's why they are where they are because even mm -hmm. like last week, the moment that Issa stood up for herself and was like, um, bitch, I wasn't fucking a married man. Like, and falling in love that with was a married a man. It was Molly like, was shocked. You would have thought she shook the table on her. Okay? Right. And she was shocked the fact that she said that. Like, how dare you speak up about something that we talked about in confidence? And it's like, well, And that's why she had the nerve to say some shit like you fucking for free weed and toiletries i see no problem with I that i see no problem with that i see all. no problem with that because that i got a fuck buddy and this nigga brings me what i like right and falling in love at and that you ain't just messing something. with him just to mess with him you falling in love you falling in whole love i just got somebody that i want to fool around with and he the benefit he supplied just me with things. To be that's a resource that he supplies me with certain things that i would like mm-hmm What's the problem with that? I'm not asking for it. I'm not. I'm not fucking him so I can get these things. I was just fucking him because I wanted to fuck him. Like, yeah, but that's what? an extra added benefit to like our um, escapades. And don't be a hater because your man is literally having to go back to his wife. Okay, right. his whole wife, and they got a baby his on the whole way. Whole wife, girl. girl. That's and on you. Don't want nothing to do with you. So you bitter about it. So you bitter about it. So like, I think that Molly just like I said is the aggressor and i do understand where she's coming from in some aspects when Issa doesn't listen to her and just nitpicks and makes it seem like it's always molly trying to be the one that's you know messing up the relationship i understand that and i understand her wanting to keep it separate her relationship separate for the simple fact that she wants to kind of like feel that out and see where that's going before she just kind of like because she doesn't want to seem like Issa's right you know what i mean like i don't want to mm -hmm. make it seem like Issa's right in all of this so i get that but molly has to take accountability for her actions too you are an asshole. <laughs> like, you're mean. You say things to Issa that literally, like, don't make sense. And you make her feel some type of way. And she's just not... She doesn't have... And I don't even want to say that she's afraid. Because I don't think it's that. But I feel like you mm -hmm. know what your friend can tolerate. That's another conversation mm -hmm. for another day. But you know what your mm -hmm. friends can tolerate. And so you say things to them that are kind of like, you know what? I'm going to sprinkle this in here. But I could literally go for the juggler. But I'm not. Because you can't handle that right so there's yeah, so girl. much more that i could say to tear you apart but okay I don't wanna but i'm not gonna do that because you're my friend species. you're my friend and we're mad yeah you're mad at me and yeah, you're in your feelings but i'm not gonna stoop that low so here we are right so i'm interested to see girl, what happens that next is Sunday. crazy it is crazy i am very interested i am excited to see what goes down because baby baby it's been girl baby boy and baby boy <laughs> it's about to be something that's what i do know period yeah so how many what episode is this for that's coming up or it's five that's coming up okay so we have five more episodes yep 
And season five just got renewed. So this is exciting. Um, I'm excited for it. So that's all the questions that we had, though. Um, You want to get into this motive, not motivation, girl, what? You want to get into this um, do of the week? car sis i mean i feel like as women we wash our clothes we keep the room straight we make the bed but mm-hmm. when it comes to that car baby Darcy that car is, is not hurt. a reflection of me and myself mm-hmm. okay who child so even if you don't feel like washing your car get your nigga to wash your car or get a nigga that's not might not be your nigga but a nigga that you have brown <laughs> And ask that nigga to wash your car. Be like, hey, hey, doll, would you mind washing my car for me, please? Call him sweetie. I just really don't feel like doing it. Hey, sweetie. Would you mind washing my car for me? I just really, I just, I have so much to do. And I don't want to break a nail, please. Girl, I'm done. And if that nigga (laughs) says no, drop his ass. Because... What? What you mean, no? What you mean? He got to go if he says no, no, sis. That's not an option. Well, no. Well, yeah, ladies, get your car washed by that nigga or another nigga. It don't matter. But get- and if he don't wash it, call the next one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Go down your list. You know you got a list. Go down your list, sis. Call the next nigga. And be like, baby, I need my car washed. Right. Well, that's all we have for this week of Becoming She. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Becoming She underscore. Um, please, if you have any questions, sponsorship, want any advice, email us at BecomingSheLive at gmail.com. Love those kind of conversations. This is a great thing. Once again, that was Ursine Noir with some great questions. You can follow him. That's Black mm-hmm. Prince of the South with some great questions and follow up questions from the episodes of Insecure. Check that out. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to yet another week, yet another episode of this shit. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you 10 times over. Go forth and be great. Goodbye. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.